0: I wanted to pray for our country and our president and those in authority over us. Uh, so let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we are so grateful and thankful for this country. We believe that America is a blessed nation, and we believe it's blessed because of you. Because we have, we have people in this country who honor you. And this country, we believe, was founded upon Christian principles and the freedom of religion, the freedom to worship the way these Christians wanted to worship. And so we thank you for this nation and the, the blessing that it is. This nation is, is, is uh, premier in the whole world, the greatest nation in the world. And uh, that's not by accident, Lord. We just believe it's by your hand. So we thank you for those who are in leadership over us, we ask your blessings upon them, our president. We ask you to bless him, continue to surround him with people who have godly wisdom to counsel him with, and Father, that he would even believe and, and listen to and and heed the voice of God through these through these men that surround him, men and women that surround him with wise counsel from above. And uh, we ask you, Father, even in Washington, D.C., all those who are in Congress, that they would seek the wisdom of God for the decisions that they make regarding the welfare of the people of this nation. We pray, Father, that if they don't understand or have wisdom from above, that they would ask you to give them that wisdom, because your word promises that if we ask, we'll receive and so we just we just pray for a change of hearts father many hearts we believe here in our church that that it's our duty as christians to change the hearts of people and we do that through the teaching of your word and your and your word is what transforms people's hearts so we thank you that we have the the complete word of god and that its power can change anything and that nothing shall be impossible to you, God. So even though things may not look like they're going the way we want things to go as Christians, Lord, there's nothing beyond your ability to change things. So we thank you for that. We lift up everyone in this nation, all the leaders, governors uh, of all the states, and even our local leaders here in Texas and and Luling, Lord, that they would would seek the wisdom of God. And... uh, We thank you for that, so that we may live in peace and joy, in Jesus' name, Amen. Wow, you know what happened this week, and I hadn't even thought about it. We've been in, you know, we've had the, we've had the, uh, Luling Area Ministerial Alliance for, for many years. We've had it, and never have has uh, anyone ever uh, been invited to the city council to pray. But the mayor called me the other day and asked me, "Could could some representative of the Ministerial Alliance come and pray uh, at the at the uh, city council meetings before the meetings?" And I said, "Well, let me pray about that." I said, "Yeah,
1: <laughs> we know.
0: I, I, we've never even thought of it. You know, the thing is, we've never even thought of it. The, the Alliance hadn't. We'd have been there because I, I see. You know, I see it on the news. Other people praying at other council meetings in other towns, but..." Never even dawned on me, it. Wake me up, Jesus. But so we're going to do that now. We're going to have someone to pray there. And uh, so that is awesome. God's going to do some great things. I believe in that, even in that. Amen? So that's exciting. Y'all be praying about that. That God will begin to touch the hearts and the lives of those. You know, we started at the beginning of this year just praying for uh, our nation, our president knows. And then God's already doing some things, you know, behind the scenes that we didn't even think of. And I I thank, I thank God that he's smarter than me. Amen. He's smarter than us and he gets things done when we don't see it. Amen. Okay, if you're here today and you, you remember the, the, the message that I taught like four weeks ago? <laughs> anyway, it, I taught about the, the, the basic needs of wives about four weeks ago, I think that was the name of it. I don't remember exactly what the name of it was, but we're going to continue in that same vein. This is like a part two of the part eight. It's going to be part eight in the series "Family God's Design." This series is, you know, I think I got forty parts to this series. There you go. I got one. <laughs> Amen. But this is so good. Listen, uh, it, this this series. Uh, will help you in your family, in your marriage, in your parenting, in all kind of areas. And we're going to touch on all different aspects of the family. But the main thing you have to remember always, and I said it earlier this morning in the service, that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. When you give your lives to Christ, you should also invite the Holy Spirit to fill you. And be filled with the Spirit, because you you need the Spirit of God in this world today, To give you instruction, guidance, leadership, wisdom, understanding, insight. That's what he's for. That's what he's for. He's not here and he doesn't come to condemn you, to embarrass you, to scare you. Even though he's called the Holy Ghost, he won't scare you. He's good. He's a good ghost. David Crowder's got a song out. Y'all might Google that and YouTube it or whatever you do with it. And and listen to it called the ghost. It's called ghost or something yet. He talks about there's a ghost in the room. There's a ghost in me, and it's the Holy Ghost. It is a good ghost. Amen. But but uh, a lot of good things are happening in this series, and I've had several uh, compliments, and and uh, people appreciate what God's doing in this series. But I have some the series. The today's message is going to be the four basic needs of wives. So husbands and wives here today. Listen, wives. Listen. Let me tell you right at the beginning. Don't be hitting your husband when I hit on a point that something he's not doing, or and, and you need it, You wives need to be encouragers. They don't need to be. They don't need to be naggers. And, and all the guys said, "Amen, Pastor." Amen, <laughs> is the scripture? What's the scripture? Where is it at? In, in Proverbs somewhere it says that it's better, it's better that I sit up on the corner of the roof, than to than to be in this nagging, dripping faucet of the wife, or that's kind of paraphrase. That's analogy there. Yeah. But uh, we're going to get into some good stuff today, and I don't want you to uh, listen. I don't want you to, you know, have the attitude. Be humble. I want you to have the attitude of uh, receiving instruction like you learn things in, in a class. And, and I like to teach the Word of God. I'm not, you know, I, have, I, I told people I was excited. I'm ready to preach today. But I'm, I'm more ready to teach today than anything. Because I know it's going to help you. I know, I know these things are going to help you. And this, some, I'm going to give you some insight, guys, on that will help you in your marriage. Amen. And listen, if your husband's not here today, you get the CD. And uh, we'll get it. we'll have a copy made for it. I don't think we can do it today, but we'll get it for you Wednesday night. You can come back Wednesday night. And, and listen, y'all y'all don't realize this. Some of y'all do. Some of y'all do come back on Wednesday night. But the rest of y'all, let me just tell you, my wife can teach the Bible like I ain't never. There's nobody I know compared to her about teaching on Wednesday night. So you're missing out a lot of things that you could really be learning on Wednesday nights. I know some people have to work and go to school or whatever, but we've all got excuses. Don't we? Amen. So I want to read the scriptures uh, that the same one that we read last time in the last uh, message about four weeks ago. But I'm going to read it today in the Passion Translation. There's a new translation. It's called the Passion Translation, and it is beautiful. It is awesome. So it, it says here in Ephesians chapter five, beginning in verse 28, husbands have the obligation of loving. And caring for their wives the same way they love and care for their own bodies. For to love your wife is to love your own self. No one abuses his own body but pampers it. Serving and satisfying its needs. That's exactly what Christ does for his church. When, you take, when someone takes a picture of a crowd and you're in it, who's the first person you look for in that picture? Yourself. That's right. So that's the first one you always look for, Yourself. We pamper ourselves. I went outside to get the mail yesterday, or the day before yesterday, and I and I picked up a stick and then I threw it and hit my arm on the mailbox, and I said, "Oh man, I hurt my arm!" And you know, we just pamper ourselves. We, every time we every time we stub our toe or something, we take time to pamper ourselves a little bit, right? We love ourselves, amen. You don't ignore pain; you 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 pamper it. Oh. And I call Kim. Kim, it hurts me. I need you to fix it. But that's what we do. We pamper ourselves. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, He serves and satisfies us as members of his body. For this reason, a man is to leave his father and his mother and lovingly hold to his wife. Since the two have become joined as one flesh. Marriage is the beautiful design of the Almighty. A great and sacred mystery, meant to be a vivid example of Christ and the church. So everyone, so every married man should be gracious to his wife, just as he is gracious to himself. And every wife should be tenderly devoted to her husband. Did you hear that? Please? Yeah. I, I waited for that line until you got back in
1: here.
0: <laughs> Amen. You know, after 45 years, we were married 45 years last Saturday. No, yeah, last Saturday. 45 years, and I've just about got her trained. (laughs) Amen. So let's pray for this message today. Father, I ask you to just help me to stay humble and, and preach your word, teach your word to the people. And Lord, I just pray right now that it'll be a learning experience for everyone in this room, even if they're not married. This this teaching today is valuable to, to anyone who's in, involved in a, a relationship, uh, and it'll help everybody. In Jesus' name, anoint this message today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So before we get into the roles of the wife, we're going we're gonna to get into the roles of the wife eventually in, in, in a couple of weeks here. But I wanted to talk, finish this out right here with, this, uh, with the fathers and husbands. Uh, the four basic needs of wives and women. I am going to tell you something. There are going to be many opportunities for you to say Amen today. Amen. And then don't, don't, but don't do it in a haughty way. <laughs> you know, don't be, don't be pointing all the faults out because it just embarrass your husband. Quit. He knows he's not perfect, but he's working on it. He's a work in progress. Amen. Right, guys. All right, but it's going to help everybody. And there's some things. Listen. You, you, you're going to like this because, uh, listen, this is not all scripture, but it all ties to the scriptures that we just read of where we are as husband and wife. And the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us insight to these things. You know, the Holy Spirit is the teacher and he gives us insight. It's not just about the scripture, but he gives us insight into the ways of the world too, in our culture and everything. The Holy Spirit is not just bound to this word here. But he's bound to the things that are happening around us involving and connecting with the word of God. He's never going to go against there. He's never going to be contrary to the word of God. But he gives us insight into making decisions beyond the word of God as well. So before we let's go, let's go in, uh, get right in. And it doesn't hurt for those who may still be single to listen and learn. Uh, this with us as well so how many of you that are married in here this morning believe that your marriage could be better amen kim and i've been married 45 years and we know it's getting better all the time amen it's getting better and it can get better don't ever get to the place where you think i we've reached a peak it's going downhill from here amen because you can have what you say you know that you can have what your expectations say Listen, if you come in the church this morning and you expect everything to be boring, it's going to be boring to you. If you don't expect to receive anything from God, guess what? You won't. Amen. Amen. But I'm expecting great things. So uh, if we're all honest in here, we could all say, yes, our marriage could use some help or it could be better. Amen. It may be great. It may be great right now, but it could be better. It can always be better. Amen. Amen. So, even Kim and I, we've been married uh, 45 years, and and we're still learning how to improve our marriage every day. Amen. Uh, She waits on me hand and foot. She hands me this and then kicks me with her foot and says, go take this out and go do that, hand and foot, you know. No, really. I don't know what it's like in your house, but in my castle, I wear the pants. I wear the pants. And I I used to have to say that I do wear the pants because my kids were living with me too at the same time, so I had to wear pants. But uh, no, the truth is, I've been training Kim and she's been training me. Or you could say it like this, I've been serving her and she's been serving me. A good marriage, a successful marriage, is made up of two good servers who are serving others' needs, not their own. When you get into trouble is when you start serving yourself, and you start being selfish. Like, I'll go in there and fix lunch, or I'll get ready to come home, and Kim's in there uh, doing something, studying or whatever she's doing, putting her makeup on or whatever. takes hours, and then she comes back and... I'm fixing the lunch, the, the lunch place, you know, for us to eat, putting out the sandwiches, bread, meat, and all the stuff, and setting it all up. But I forget to get her water. I, I forgot her water. She'll come in there and sit down and say, where's my water? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but, but see, two good servers, they don't, just, they don't just go in there and fix their place. Unless she says, I'm not, I'm not eating today. But how many women are going to ever say that?
1: <laughs>
0: or men. Or men. Yeah. No, you can expect me at that table. But, but see, we we're two good servers, so we set up, we serve each other. Amen. That's what we're here for. And we're here. That's what your marriage is all about. And and you know, even with Kim and I, it hadn't always been easy. But when we look back at where we started and where we are today, we just praise the Lord. What a great marriage we have. And, you know, 45 years, we've, we've learned to do some things right. Amen? And we're not finished. We're not finished. Okay, husbands, are you ready for this? And all the husbands said, Amen. let her rip. First, the, the four basic needs of wives. And you might, you know, if you have a pencil and a piece of paper or something, you might want to write some of these down uh, just to make notes so your wife sees you at least trying. Number one, I'm going to just name them all first, and then we're going to delve into each one of them. Security. Number two, affection. Four basic needs of wives. Number three, open communication. You know what closed communication is? Open communication is, let's talk. Leadership. Number four is leadership. Okay, those are the four basic. Do you have them all together or no? Okay, they're all individuals. So it's security, affection, open communication, and leadership. Now, these are the four. These are, there's probably more. You can add more to that list. But, but these are four basic needs of wives. You know, I had, a, I, I had uh, titled this before, Four Basic Needs of Women. But no, this is Four Basic Needs of Wives. So I changed the title to make it apply to this lesson today. Four basic needs of wives. Number one, let's go back to number one, security. A wife needs to know that she is safe. And will be provided for in every respect. Amen? Wives? That's the first one. Okay. (laughs) A wife's basic need for security is is satisfied by adequate protection and provision given by God through her husband. Okay, now, wives, here's a good lesson for you. If some of the if, if that's not occurring in your marriage, who do you need to who do you need to talk to? You need to talk to God. And you need to pray to God. You don't need to nag your husband. Now I'm not going to be talking about nagging all day and not. But I'm just trying to help you see the direction you need to go. It's very important because if all if all your husband ever gets from you is where he's failing, then he's going to begin to feel hopeless, and he's not going to be even trying. He's going to just quit. He's just going to give up, and that's what happens to a lot of marriages. The husband gets so much he can't take anymore, and he just gives up. Or and it can it can go the other way as well. We'll get into that when we talk about the wives. But but uh, wives, your husband needs. He needs to be encouraged, but he, he needs to hear it from God. And so your job is to pray to God, Lord, help him to see this, help him, and pray for him to open his heart to receive this from you and receive this from you, because it says, it's through it's through God, provision, adequate provision and protection. Given by God through the husband. This is the way God really intended our our lives to work and operate. Is that when we need something changed, just like we're praying this morning for Washington and politics and stuff. We need to pray to God. We We don't need to criticize the politicians that are there. We need to tell God, Lord, you're in authority here. You remove who needs to be removed or change their hearts. It's, it's up to you. And we're going to pray for this nation. Amen? Because God can do it. God can do it. He'll send people. He can do things. And, and, and the husband, he must communicate four things to his wife to satisfy her security, her need for security. And here's the four things that he needs to communicate to his wife for security. Number the A, we just did them A, B, C, D, F, A, B, C, D, E. That number A, he, that he cares for his wife Above anyone or anything except God. First communication that he needs to communicate to his wife. That he cares for her above anyone or anything except God. You know, Kim, she loves for me to tell her, she's, she's everything to me. I mean, I tell her that. She's everything to me. God is above that. She knows that. She knows that. And I tell young people today, if, you, if you're looking for a mate find somebody who loves God more than anybody more than anything and if he if he loves God more than anybody he's going to love you more than anyone amen and it works that way the best way a husband can know if he's caring for his wife properly is simply to ask her simply to ask her honey do you feel like I'm caring for you properly get ready guys but women, now listen, I want you to remember what I told you. Encourage. What I encourage, yes. So so when when he asks you that question, uh, and he, he'll say, honey, do you feel provided for? Or do you feel are adequately protected? And then just sit and talk. Y'all sit and talk about it. Talk about it. Be open about it. And say, well, you know, uh, if he, he, he knows he's falling short in some areas, just say, well, honey, we're just going to agree and pray that God will help you with that. God will help you in that area. Amen. And He's going to help me to stay humble and pray for you. This stuff, it works. It works. If she says no, then you should listen carefully as she explains why not and then get to work. Amen. And men, let me tell you, you can't imagine what your wives will do for you if you will meet her needs and make her feel secure. Can somebody say, Wow. Can you say it backwards?
1: (laughs) Amen, wives.
0: They went, oh, I do it. B, part B, the second part that a husband needs to communicate to his wife. Communicate your admiration and love for your wife. Women can never hear too often how pretty they are or how much you love them. They eat that like cotton candy. (laughs) <laughs> don't put your wife down don't ever put your wife down because you're putting yourself down when you do you married that woman don't put her down you're putting yourself down don't belittle her and don't ever do it in private or in public don't ever do it in public that's like shooting that's like <laughs> don't ever do that in public but don't even do it in your own home Learn how to talk to your wife. Amen? Listen, when you praise your wife and convince her of your love in real ways, you have then earned the right to also correct her. If there's things that she's not doing, you can correct her as well. And I'm not talking about, you know, now nah, I've been doing this, you need to do this. Don't be keeping scores. Open communication. Okay. But if all you do is point out her flaws and her bad points... Your wife will become insecure and bitter. Same way. Same way if, the, if you do that to your husband. You make each other bitter. So don't. And listen. Nobody's perfect in this room. Nobody. So everybody, everybody's got some faults. And you they, Nobody needs somebody to point them out. Who wants to be pointed out all their faults? Huh? Nobody. And listen to this. Every wife is the reflection of her husband. Wow. Wow. Wives reflect in their faces, attitudes, and appearances how they feel about their husbands and their environments. Some good stuff, isn't it? This is good. When a man creates an atmosphere of praise and respect for his wife, it makes a noticeable difference in everything she does. Pam's just glad now Rick got in the room. I mean, it's so true. It works. It works, people. It works. Uh, she radiates and reflects love and respect from every area of her life. And guys, here's here's five simple rules when it comes to praising your wife. Five simple rules. I keep adding to all these things, but here's five simple rules. Be sincere. Say good things you really mean and, and, and say them a lot. Amen. Say them every day. Say something about every area of her life. Don't just compliment her physical attributes, although she needs that too. But talk about how good her cooking is. And what a good mother she is. How smart you think she is. How kind or how giving she is. Husbands, I'm giving you some valuable lessons today. Pointers. You need to be praising God. Never use sarcasm. Number three, never use sarcasm. Don't say something like, hey, you have a great body under all that fat. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's a, don't ever say that. Even if it's true, don't ever say that. (laughs) I didn't say that. That was the devil made me say that. Y'all know who Flip Wilson is? He always blamed the devil for everything that came out of his mouth. But you'll you'll damage your wife that you love, that you married, that you want to spend forever with. When you say things like that, you damage her. So before that ever starts to come out of your mouth, go throw up or something, whatever. (laughs) But don't let it come out. Don't let it happen. (laughs) You'll damage her spirit saying stuff like that. Number four, earn words. Earn your words of correction. Earn your words of correction. For every one thing that you correct or confront her about, give numerous compliments also. Amen? And listen, it's not just the wives who need correction. I know y'all wanted me to say that. It's not just the wives that need correction. Guys are working on it too. We'll get into that when we talk about the the, the husbands later, but uh, earn your words of correction. Number five: Praise your wife every day and never stop. Praise your wife every day and never stop. Don't ever stop praising her. If you treat her like a queen, guess who the king is? Amen. Amen. Send her cards, flowers, write her little notes. You know what I do? I'll tell you what I do. I write, we got these little sticky notes, you know, and Kim will be taking a bath or something, and I'll go in there and get on under her makeup mirror, and I'll write a little note, stick it right on that makeup mirror, and, you know, close the doors. So as soon as she opens it, there it is. I love you. (laughs) I, I spell it like that, too. W-U-B. I love Ooh. Ooh. Do those things. I mean, you're yeah, like, okay, here's another one we do and she does it to me too. We do these back and forth so as soon as it comes off the mirror she puts it back on my little clock over by my nightstand. She'll put it on there and when I get ready to go to bed at night I say, oh, you got me back. But she don't write it. She takes mine. <laughs> That's my sticky note lazy <laughs> saving paper you're saving trees yeah that's right okay where are we at okay we got uh, good we're doing good <laughs> but I do that and I put it on her pillows you know at night I put it on the pillow so when she undoes the when you take that that quilt that nobody ever gets to sleep on off the bed there it is we put a comforter it's a comforter yeah and that's all it comforts is that bed it don't comfort nobody else uh, anything that will communicate your love and respect, do things, do just surprise her with stuff. And for no occasion whatsoever, guys, you got to learn to to send praise, cards, flowers for no reason at all. Those are powerful. Those are powerful. Amen. You come in from work and you just go over there and kiss her. What's that for? No reason. It's because I love you. I just wanted to kiss you. Amen. We're going to get into some other stuff here in a minute. Four things a husband must communicate to his wife to see. The the third thing is a husband must communicate his faithfulness. A man's heart must remain faithful, not just when his wife is present, but also when she is absent. Husband's. You need to communicate regularly, regularly to your wife that she is the only one you desire. They need to know that. Amen? Yeah. And I want to tell you something. You, if you're in a public place, husbands, and your eyes are on somebody else, and she notices that, that's a killer in your marriage. And and it's not a jealousy thing. She sees it. She sees it. You're admiring someone else, not me. And then, wives, your place there is to pray to God. Not to nag him, but to pray to God. That God will change his heart. And God will do that. God will change his heart. Amen. You must convince her. You must convince your wife that she is the most beautiful woman in the world to you. Amen. I'm helping some marriages in this place today. Convince your wife that she's the most beautiful woman to you. It doesn't matter about anybody else. To you. Amen. Don't compare her with other women. That's a big no no. Don't you ever do that. Never, never, never compare your wife with someone else. Amen. Amen. There's no, there's no, there's no grace for that. None. No wisdom in that at all. You just need a knock on the head. Oh, I won't go there. Now. I had a thought. But, and then I had a Holy Ghost thought. Now, we're going we're gonna to pull that down. The, the only time to compare your wife with another woman is when you are complimenting her. Your wife. Not the other woman. Amen, amen, amen. Never. Here's a here's a good one. here's a good point. And this Kim and I, we started this. We did this in our, after about our seventh year of marriage. We said divorce would never be an option at at about our seventh because we, we were having some some uh, problems back then because we didn't have God in the middle of our marriage, and and we, we were selfish. We were being selfish. And then we decided, about the seventh year, we started following after God, started uh, following the things of God, started going to church regular, and then God just began to change our hearts. But we decided that divorce would never be a word that would be spoken in our marriage, ever again between us. Ever. Don't even talk about divorce. Lose the word. Amen. Lose the word. When divorce is even a remote, possibility in your mind the devil works overtime to make it a reality he will he comes to steal kill and destroy and he does it he does it by the thousands every day because people begin to believe a lie from him D the fourth part a husband must communicate his dedication to provide financially finances are one of the most important areas of security for a woman Amen? Wives? Amen. There you go. Come on. A wife needs the assurance that her husband is committed to providing for her financially. She needs that assurance. Husbands, you need to be praying for God's blessing and direction. Let me tell you something. God gives seed to the sower. And if you're you're the husband, it's your job. To see that your family is sowing seed. Amen. And if there's not a husband in the house, somebody needs to take the role of sow and seed in that home. If you're a single mom, you need to be sowing seed because God provides for those who sow. And I'm I'm you know, I'm just telling you, the blessings of heaven financially for you are are in the word of God a promise. A promise. Prove me in this, he says. If I won't open the windows of heaven for you. I tell you there's so many people say, Well, I can't afford to. You can't afford not to. You can't afford not to, people. Amen. When there's a need and and you husbands take the lead in praying and seeking God's help and direction, that tells your wife that you are dedicated to providing for her. Get the best job you can. Work hard. When a man is dishonest, lazy, or changes jobs all the time, it makes his wife and family insecure. It does. I've I've seen it over and over and over again. Husbands, don't sacrifice your wife's security. Work and provide. Those are strong words, but... It's truth. Sometimes the truth hurts, but sometimes it helps. Amen And, I'm, and that's what I'm trying to do today is help, help you. Be a wise money manager. When a husband is a diligent steward of God's money, his wife feels secure. Amen? He, she feels secure. If he's wise with the money. If he goes out and buys a boat, you know all stuff, and he doesn't tell her, that's not being wise. We counsel with couples for marriage all the time, and we tell them, don't ever make decisions, large financial decisions, without communicating between yourselves, and agreeing together on what you're going to do. Don't ever go out and just say, well, she doesn't want—I know she's not going to want it, so I'm not even going to tell her. You're asking for trouble. You're asking for—I know how guys are. We don't want to tell the wife something because we know she's going to say no, so we just go do it anyway. You're asking for trouble. You're heading in the wrong direction. Everybody say amen. (laughs) And I don't mean being stingy. Husbands. When you say you're diligent. You're a diligent steward of God's money. I don't mean being stingy or tight. But be wise with your money. Be wise with it. Make sure the bills get paid. And people, y'all want a, if y'all want a better credit rating, do you know how to get one? you know how to get one? Pay your bills on time. In fact, pay them early. If they're due on the fourth of each month, pay them on the first. Get them paid on the first. Your credit rating will go up. Yeah, well, I know I'm not getting everybody, but you're hearing it. Make sure the bills get paid. Okay, that was all under the subject of security. Now we're going to get to number two, affection. I've got ten minutes to cover the rest. Affection. Affection. Four basic needs of wives. Number two, affection. Wives need affection. But more importantly, non-sexual affection. You guys, do you all know what that means? Do I need to explain that? we got some young people in here. I don't know if I need to. You all kind of know, don't you? Then your wife will explain it to you later. <laughs> but you need to learn that. Here's an area where men and women are really different. Men's attitude toward affection was learned behavior. And, and, and when we were growing up as teenagers, it was, it was just a learned behavior. It was sexual. And that is not the way wives want to be shown affection. Any amens? And that is, all right, that is not the way God wants us to show affection to our wives either. The Holy Spirit will help us, guys, as we yield in obedience to Him in this area. If you're having problems with that, He'll help you. He'll help you before you get the frying pan upside the head. (laughs) No, don't do that, wives. (laughs) And they're going to get mad at me. Another benefit to to being affectionate with your wife is that it makes your children secure and provides them with a good role model. I don't know if y'all realize this, but your parents grow up learning from your home. And I, I I can almost guarantee you, if there's troubles with the kids today after they get out of the house, it's because they didn't see it role modeled in the home. They didn't see the discipline. They didn't see the obedience. They didn't see the commitment to God. They didn't see the commitment to one another. If there's problems with, with, with kids that after they're grown and out of the house, you can trace it right back to the house. Because they only learn what they see and hear in the home. Do You know, that's where your kids learn more than anything. Not at school. In the home. Because they're there more than any other time. And if their parents are not there, if their parents are just on the phone all the time, those kids have no one to teach them. And that's what's wrong with society today, I believe, in a large part. Why we see problems with the young kids today is because they weren't, they weren't taught at home. And they didn't see it at home. And they didn't have role models at home. Amen? So, guys, beginning in the morning and throughout the day, look for opportunities to hug your wife, hold her hand, put your arm around her in non-sexual ways. Amen. Number three, open communication. Wives have an inner need for detailed and honest communication with their husbands. Do you all know that? They want to know details. They want to communicate. They want to talk. And they want more than a yes and a no. Women want details, men. They want details. Communication is a real need for your wives. When she's asking you questions, she's just wanting to be a part of your life. She does that to just be a part of your life. Sharing information is one of the most powerful ways a wife is made to feel one with her husband. When a husband doesn't open up and tell his wife what he's doing, feeling, and thinking, she becomes insecure and frustrated. Am I am I being real here? Real. Talk with your wives. It makes them feel secure when they know your thoughts and feelings. You know, a lot of times Kim and I, the most talking we do is when we lay down at night in bed. Before we go to sleep, we'll start we'll talk. And she gets me wide awake again. <laughs> I just took my melatonin and now I'm all awake again. <laughs> yeah. But it's good because that's when we got nothing else distracting us. We turn Once Perry Mason is over, it's it. We turn the TV off and we talk. And the more you begin to share communication with each other, the more you'll enjoy your time together. When you're going, when you're traveling, uh, wives, let me give you a pointer. When you're traveling in the car, don't just get on the phone all the time because I can't listen to the radio. Or if you're going to talk, talk to me. Right? Amen. 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 And, And listen, there's no such thing as the strong, silent type. Because true strength is displayed in the courage to open up. Not in hiding thoughts and feelings, in fear. Make yourself open up and start communicating Ask the Holy Spirit to help you learn to communicate and give you the courage to change. Amen. Man, I'm helping some guys here today. And some women as well. Number four. Leadership. Regardless of how passive or dominant a woman is, she has a deep desire to be led by a caring, righteous man. Yes. Do you realize, I think every woman in here would say that. I want I want a husband that leads me. How many of you wives would never say that?
1: <laughs>
0: no, every woman. Guys, you need to see this. Every woman wants their husband to lead them. It's not about a submission thing. It's not about being a doormat. They women look for a leader to lead them. Amen. You be the leader. Amen. She she naturally wants to find a man who will care for her and lead her through life. Not dominate her or control her. In fact, wives feel violated and insecure when a man begins to dominate her. She also feels insecure when he doesn't properly lead in every area of the marriage. I believe most wives want their husbands to lead in the spiritual life of the family as well. And as the husband of the home he should be the spiritual leader as well. Doesn't mean you've got to know more than her. Man, this girl, I'll never know more than her in the Bible. She is so, oh, she's got the Word in her. It's not, it's not about that. It's just being being this, a, a spiritual leader. Pray, you know, just say, let's pray. Just go and pray. I know, I, know, I think most wives want their husbands to lead them, lead their whole family spiritually. They want them to lead in the finances, the discipline and training of the children. And in every area. And when the husband doesn't lead in the home, the wife feels insecure and frustrated. Husbands, as you become responsible for the leadership of every area of your family, your wife will love it and she will love you more. That's the truth. It's just the truth. It works. Men, we need to listen to our wives and ask how she feels about issues in the marriage. Pray together about major decisions. Wives, for the most part, have gotten a bad rap for being rebellious and nagging their husbands. Although they may do a lot of regrettable things when they feel insecure or are left to themselves, almost all women readily accept and honor righteous authority in their lives. So men, if we'll righteously lead, they will follow. It works, but if we won't lead, we definitely will have problems, and our wives will just be one of them. <laughs> Amen. So I hope you have a little better understanding of how to meet your wife's needs today. What a blessing women are when they're properly understood and cared for by righteous men. Amen. Amen. I wanna I wanna pray before we close because we need to we need to cover. We need to cover everybody here in prayer today because the devil would like to come and just start getting y'all at each other's necks as soon as you get in the car. You may not even make it to the car. But this is what this is what he does to try to steal the word. Now, you got a word from God here today. Amen. And, and this will help you. But, but the devil's going to try to come, and he's going to try to help you point out every little thing that each one of you is doing wrong. And you need to recognize where the source comes. If it's, if it's negative stuff, if it's negative thoughts coming, you know exactly where it's coming from, your adversary. So let's pray for the husbands here today and, every, and the families. Father, I pray that husbands learn to love their wives as they love themselves. Help them by your Holy Spirit to meet these basic needs of their wives that we talked about today. Security, affection, open communication, and leadership. And Father, I pray that these men will rise up and be the men of God that you've called them to be in their own homes and in their world around them. I pray, Father, that you would strengthen their marriages and their families. Help them to understand that your word works. Your word and your promises are for us today. You are for us and you are not against us. And I thank you today. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Wow, that's awesome, isn't it? Amen. Now, we're going to get into some more next week. I forget. what we're... No, next week. Ronnie's going to preach next week. So, yeah, I'll be back in a few weeks. And we'll get in that two weeks. I'll be back preaching, getting in this. Don't miss this. Don't miss coming to these, these teachings on this series. It's going to get good. Then we're going to talk about parenting. We're going to get into parenting your kids and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot of valuable information coming from God in the Word. Amen.